Major League Baseball and the Players Association have been negotiating for almost six weeks about a return-to-play plan for the 2020 season. And in six weeks, you know what we've got? Nothing. Would you really consider that negotiating? No. (laughs) Last week was their first ever face-to-face meeting when Manfred went out to, like, Arizona, wherever the hell Tony Clark is, the executive director for the Players Association, that was week five and a half. And then they finally had actual face-to-face meetings. Before it would just be, oh, here's my plan, and then the don't lawyers like will get, it. don't like it. Well, here's my plan. Oh, I don't like it. Here's my plan again. Oh, and I then don't like it. Between each one of those, you waited a week. Yeah, and then they just talk smack about each other to um, sources and social media. These guys, both sides, are idiots. You have you had such such a. Uh, a spot, a moment in time to captivate a nation with baseball, America's pastime. You could have got it done when people are starved for something. And what did you do? You both put each other's heads up your own asses and continued to have a contest of how far you could go up your freaking rectum. Those guys are idiots. Both of them, both sides. And this looks even worse than that. I, obviously, I wasn't around, but the 94, 95 oh, hands strike, down. this has to look worse. Big time. And what did it take for them to get fans back four years later? A home run chase? Steroids. Steroids? Yep. People aren't going to go all in for that, say, no. four years from now. They, the, they they fell for it once. They're not going to fall for it twice. Unless they get some new kind of steroids that make dudes like giants, like you get like gigantism, just huge freaks out there smashing balls left and right. I kind of would be here for that. Yeah, the last time the last time there wasn't baseball. Nelson, you want to know the last time there wasn't a year with baseball? Yeah, it was 1870. 1870. Well done, Nelly. 1870 was the last time there was no baseball. Even in the 1914, wasn't that the Spanish flu? There was still 1917, not, 1918. Whenever the hell it was, there was still baseball. <laughs> right now, First, it started with COVID-19 fears. Then it was fears for their family and not seeing their family. And then what was it all along? Money. What are they, what are they still arguing about? I don't, even know. I don't even know what they're arguing about anymore. The players were set to vote yesterday on accepting the league's offer of a 60-game season. Well, then after Manfred apparently sent an email saying he's going to tweak it a little bit and take out expanded playoffs and take out the universal DH. And they're like, well, actually... Yeah, we're going to wait a little longer to vote on this. I'm so tired of even talking about it. It was nice just taking this whole... I bet. I didn't even want to talk about it So many days and not even following Major League Baseball, not even thinking about it, not even doing... Just completely unplugging from Major League Baseball because it's so annoying. I didn't even want to talk about it today, but I can't because I'm getting all worked up and mad about it. So I just got to vocally vent. I got to put my frustrations out there. Like at this point, I'm at the point where... I don't care if there's a season. I'd I don't actually care. rather not have one. I, uh, part of me wants there to never be a baseball season ever again. And that was coming from a guy a month and a half ago that was the one being positive about, I think we'll have half a season. Yeah. Nope. I'm done with Major League Baseball <laughs> for this year. I don't care I anymore. Same. I'm done. I don't, I don't care, care what the owners say. I don't care what the Players Association says. And I really don't care what Robert Manfred says. Manfred, is he now the worst GM in sports? I think he has to be. You mean uh, commissioner? What? Yeah, Manfred. GM. 
Or yeah, Rob Manfred, the commissioner. Is he the worst G- <laughs> GM? Is he the worst commissioner in sports? Yes. Yes, hands down. Hands freaking down. You you can't tell me he's not when he comes out and says, there will be a baseball season. I 100%. 100% I guarantee it. Half a week later. Well, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be a baseball season. Well, guess what? You're the commissioner. You have all the power. You can say if there is going to be one or not. Yeah, and then the players said, "Tell us when and where." I think, I think they're, I think they're joking about that too, though. I think the players are trying to paint themselves in a nice light, saying, "Tell us when and where." Well, they, and then when push comes to shove, they're yeah. Just like, yeah, no. The, pl- the uh, owners and then the uh, commissioner, since they had that, what was it, sixty, seventy game proposal, mm-hmm. and then they they said, "All right, here you go. Here's your prorated salaries for this amount. We have uh, the money for the playoffs here." And then all of a sudden, what happened? Players Association doesn't want to vote on it because all of a sudden a few people tested positive for COVID-19. So now they bring back the COVID-19 issue that wasn't a thing for almost two months. Yep. It's so dumb. ML, this is from John Heyman. MLB brass and players have a common enemy, the coronavirus. And there's no good reason now not to find common ground. As one involved baseball person just told me, quote, all things considered, it would be insane not to get a deal done at this point. Last summer, last summer, I bet a lot of baseball, a lot of baseball games, watched a ton of baseball games. Yep. Don't even care anymore. Don't I'm just care. Gonna, I'm going to focus on UFC, a sport that actually goes out there, finds ways to get it done and continues to compete, not complaining about money. Okay, dude. So this tweet is from 12 hours ago from John Heyman, who is a big J. Major League Baseball Network, big insider. This is 12 hours ago. Major League Baseball, brass and players have a common enemy, the coronavirus. And they say, all things considered, it would be insane not to get a deal done at this point. Nelson, we are now in 103 days without the major sports here in America. How are they just figuring out now, 103 days later without professional sports, that their common enemy is the coronavirus, and it would be insane not to get a deal done. It's just an excuse. It's been 103 days without major sports here in America. Remember when, well, obviously, UFC was operating almost the whole time. You guys are idiots. And, man, what was it? Maybe close to a month ago? Maybe even longer than that? The Korean baseball organization Mm -hmm. opened back up without fans? Uh, what is it? Bundesliga, the German soccer yep. league, English Premier League, English Premier League. I just watched some over the weekend. Uh, I believe the French league. Uh, yep. All these, all these places in Europe are now opening up without fans. I forget what the league in Fran- France is called. Not that it matters. We were always a week or two behind them with the COVID nineteen spread. Yes. that's what the mainstream media told me for months and months and months Yes, when we were supposed to be locking down and in fear. Yeah. We were always a week or two behind them. How come we're now a month or two behind them and we They're don't idiots. have sports? They're idiots. They do. They're idiots. They're, that's because I don't know what it is, dude. Apparently they can get bring everything together. and, and Apparently it, Europe can open up their, their sports and have teams play against each other Yeah, but without fans, but the United States can't. It's insane. They can come together and get it done, and here we are. Uh, after 103 days, we've now realized that we have a common enemy in Major League Baseball. It's the coronavirus. 
It would be insane not to get a deal done See, at this make, point. It's been 103 days. It makes sense to me why NBA is getting cold feet now on restarting because their overlords, the Chinese, they're the ones that are, you know, kind of shutting things down again yeah, the for fear of way. coronavirus. So yeah. it makes sense that why the NBA is getting cold feet since they have to listen to everything China says. Well, not all of them. Just, just, just some of the guys have big shoe deals. But Major League Baseball? Major League, like, not who, having, who, are you, who do you, who do you, who is their overlords? No one. It's America's national pastime. That's at least what it used to be called. Now yeah. they're just fighting over money. That's, well, that's what it's been the whole time. And it's going to be a 60 game season. It's not even worth it. Who cares anymore? Oh my God. All right. So also more tweets here. Let's see. John Heyman also. I like following John Heyman on this, even though Heyman said last Tuesday when Manfred and Tony Clark met together, Heyman tweeted out, like, baseball is back. They're agreeing on things. They're going to get it done. And then a half an hour later, the Players Association was like, no, 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 no. We just met face to face. We have not agreed on anything. All of that's erroneous. They say Major League, John Heyman says Major League Baseball players are delaying a vote. The vote a bit today as Major League Baseball is suggesting it's willing to make a couple of changes in light of recent COVID cases. Sides are in contact and the situation is fluid. Players are concerned that if the if this year is canceled, owners end up reaping the benefits in 2021. No kidding. The owners hold all the power this whole time. Nelson, when were the po- when were the owners not the ones always in power? Dude, I said it like two months ago now. If you don't do anything this season, the owners will take more power in 2021, right? The owners had all the cards from day one because when they came out and said, okay, we will only lose a billion dollars and we're willing to do that instead Mm -hmm. of losing four billion, you lost right there. Yes. And and it's Major League Baseball. It is a business, so they're going to do whatever affects them the least or however they can make the most amount of money, right? Yes. And when you have all the cards and say when we if we're going to or not going to play, you can't win. And when you hold out, God. now all of a sudden you're holding out. Well, it's almost going to be July now, so you can't fit in half a season unless you started playing double headers and stuff like that. So now your money pool's even smaller and smaller. It's not going to be worth it because the players aren't going to want to play for that small amount. Yep. Which we all know because they've been holding out. I don't know understand why you're holding out for longer because as you hold out for longer, those number of games and that money pool shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. So you know you're losing and it's only going to hurt you in, in the future long run. future contracts too. You're screwing yourself. Now there isn't money coming into the league for this whole year. God. <laughs> so so all the the uh it's all, all that it's, all it's that so money dumb. and all that revenue that they'd be creating this year is all lost, and that will affect players' salary for the next coming years. So you lost not only this year, but you lost in the future too. And as a sport hole, you're losing fans and eyes. No, hands down. It's insane. OB just tweets in, fighting about money is America's true pastime. Well done, OB, at FlyVL. I like your new profile picture, by the way. A big giant Cubs L flag. MLB lost on three different fronts. The L's just keep coming, Nelly. I'm not talking about the Chicago Cubs when hey, fly the L. What did I say? July 4th, they're going to come out and say no season. We're getting closer. Yep. America's pastime coming up. Uh, Dave from Monona, the wizard, DM'd me, and he says, Tell Nelson, welcome back. He sounds like he is now... 
I know my nose sounds like really clogged. Yeah, you sound oh, like no. you got a little bit. He of said, a cold. "Tell Nelson, welcome back." He sounds like he is no longer in puberty, and he sounds like a real man. <laughs> so, congrats, Nelly. Dave, you, I don't know. You, I feel like I s- Dave says this? your balls have dropped. Hey, I, I feel like I'm it's more. Nelson. I feel like I'm more stuffy and congested now. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there, man. You'll get there. All right, so uh, we want to talk I'm some. I'm a real boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> Uh, NCAA football, I'm not talking the video game. I'm talking what's going on right now. Because if you guys uh, haven't been paying attention, COVID-19 is still around. And now, what, 30 players from LSU have been quarantined? 23 from Clemson have positive COVID-19 tests. And now Kansas State has suspended their workouts amid COVID-19 tests for 14 days. Did I see Wisconsin had a handful? I didn't see anything. I haven't Wisconsin. seen a report. Maybe yet. I made it up. I think you. I, I think you're in one of your morphine <laughs> I, I made, dreams. Maybe I thought I saw another school. They, it was Wisconsin. Uh, well, Wisconsin did announce they'll do they'll do weekly reports. Yeah, but they. Um, I haven't heard anyone it. getting tested yeah. positive for Wisconsin. I just heard LSU, Clemson, and Kansas State being the ones now and that are getting it. Who knows how they're doing their workouts? Oh, and Houston. Um, Yep, and yep, Houston. Houston. Yep. Houston was one of the first ones yep. that, even though they had their uh, their fogging machine, their, their fog machine that was meant for the flu. Yep. It didn't. It did not. No, 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 no. You can change out the cartridges in it, so it was, it's for right. everything. Okay. Um, but, but do you know something we don't? No. Come on. What? I mean, how do you already have that machine? And its specific use in its description we read talks about the flu and all that. They have a specific cartridge already for. Uh, I don't know. They just said it's a thing that cleans it for three months. No, I know. It obviously didn't work well. Yeah. It, it's. <laughs> it can't be like. It's like, hey, this covers everything. It 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 does not cover everything. It. They don't have a COVID specific cartridge yet. And if they, if they did, they'd did, be like, they'd be millionaires with it. They'd be right. patented it and yeah. selling it to everybody. So whatever whatever their fogging machine does, it's for the flu. I'd ask for my money back. We already knew about the it, money. It's not back. for COVID. Um, and I don't know how other schools are working out, but the way Wisconsin's doing it is, you know, the little ten people pods. Uh, or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. Like, however your social many it is. distance worked out. So you, blah, blah, you're blah. with a certain group, um, and that's to try to prevent something like this, where a very large number of people get it. Um, but, but I mean, okay, you see, you see programs and big programs, Clemson, LSU, obviously. And now Kansas State's not as big as the other two, but it's still a program, a big program. Are we starting to get concerned about the start of a uh, college football? I'm not at all. No, I, I'm actually glad that these kids tested positive in the fact that they wouldn't. It's because most of them were asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. If they never came back to school for these workouts, they most likely never would have been tested and yeah. wouldn't have known that they had it. So I think that's beneficial in that way. And I think it's also beneficial because it shows you a lot of younger people probably have it or had it and it's not a big issue like it's been made out to be for people that are not 65 plus with underlying conditions and then they got these studies coming out if you're if you're deficient in vitamin D yeah and you know what gives off vitamin D helps your body get vitamin D milk the sun so does milk yes but the sun hence playing outside Practicing outside, being outside. Not being locked down in your house. Yeah. Not being sheltering in fear 
in your basement shaking scared. So drink milk and drink be milk outside, and be outside kids. and guess what? You get vitamin like, D. Sounds like what we were told when I was a little kid. Yep. Yeah. Drink your milk, grow up, be strong, play outside because yeah. video games are for the losers. You get one hour of video games, then you're outside. Yep. I didn't even have that. The um, <laughs> I did see. I know he's very divisive, but he just he literally just gets information from uh, the CDC, and then this is from information from the CDC from February first, twenty twenty, to June thirteenth, twenty twenty, and this comes from the range of college aged kids. You have a you are more likely to die driving to campus for workouts than you are from the coronavirus. Uh, for kids in the range of being in college football. So there is, but here's who's, the thing who's about divisive? it. Divisive? You didn't oh, say. Oh, sorry, who it Clay was. Travis. Oh, but when it comes to um, having kids on campus, though, he's more divisive just because he's a hate monger. You have. It's huh? not, he's a hate monger. It's not so much about the stuff he posts directly from the CDC. It's everything else he says. Oh, I'm just looking at CDC <laughs> stuff. But then with kids on campus. Okay, who is in the range of being most susceptible to COVID nineteen? Your coaches. professors, your coaches, your <laughs> oh, and not really fa- all the coaches, not all of them, but yeah, like your you know guys have more tenure, and then you have your obviously your professors, and then people that probably work around the facilities and whatnot. So yes, just because you are in that certain age range of of <laughs> being more at risk of driving and dying to campus workouts than you are from COVID nineteen doesn't mean the people around you aren't, but. Yeah, Nelson, you're so yeah. What you're saying, you're glad they got it just because. Well, basically, I think it's a positive that they did have it because they, if they weren't brought back to campus, they probably, since they were all, from what I've heard, most of them were asymptomatic. Yeah, they wouldn't have known that they had it. So now they can yeah, quarantine it, them. They can take heard care of, any of hospitalizations. it. And, and no. that's the other thing. It's showing that a lot of these kids that came back, if you have 30 kids at LSU that have it, how many do you have in your football program? Probably three times that. 130, yeah. That, that's a third of your team that had it, that didn't know they had it, and they were living their lives like normal. Yeah, yep. and that's, I mean, most, most of them will be, um, I think. We have seen that, at least with the college football players that have come back. I have not heard of one in, unless people just aren't reporting on it. Or no, anything they like would that. report on it if there was yeah. a death. And Trust no, me, no, it'd be no. Huge. I, I'm t- just hospitalization. Oh, they would still be reporting yeah. on that if there was hospitalization. It'd right. be huge. So, I mean, we've heard of people, uh, and what the LSU person said, if one's quarantined, 14 people have to be quarantined, which I'm like, what? Okay, so that makes me believe... Uh, LSU must be doing like a pod system kind well, of for wor- their workouts too. They said the cases begin with a group of five to six players and it originated from a gathering of friends in Baton Rouge well, and for then LSU. The other thing is if they start getting it now, well, more people on the team are going to come into contact with it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more antibodies between all those players in that team and organization. And I'd rather have players get it now yeah then during the season where it's going to be a more of a problem there are people out there who like are now saying well if 30 of them have it just get everybody together it's like chicken pox parties yeah (laughs) just get everybody together create a herd immunity and you go off that way well the Um, the thing is it's the odds are after the in the next you know once it broke out in the next like year or two everyone's going to get it the odds that you don't get it are are worse than 
the fact that you're going to get it. They just wanted to flatten the curve so that when the older people got it, they didn't fill up all the hospital beds. Yeah. Well, now it's find the cure, Nelson. It's flatten the curve was a pipe dream. Now it's find the cure. Otherwise, shaking fear at home. Because you say your say your football team had the flu, the normal flu. The yeah. odds that you get it are probably pretty high. Right. And I mean, at Wisconsin, I know we got the the flu shot every year. It was like mandatory. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's. They say uh, the good news for these LSU players is that no one has required, hop- like you were saying, RJ. Yeah. No one has required hospitalization, and few have experienced anything beyond mild symptoms. Well, that's the thing. Who did all this originate with? Rudy Gobert. Bats. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Bats. <laughs> but yeah, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Rudy Gobert trying to French Guy kiss who, all his teammates. Yeah, yeah. who he was touching had everything. No clue he had it. He said he was ready to play. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that he experienced was he thought he had a cold a couple days earlier. Right. And or like you look at Sean Payton when he got it. He's like, I felt tired and I had a fever. Yeah, like Ezekiel Elliott, he got tested positive. He's like, I didn't even know I had it. Like yeah. I was asymptomatic. They say the quarantine efforts, which were designed to be overly cautious for LSU, come after some LSU football players visited a stretch of nightclubs called Tigerland. Near the school's campus. Those aren't nightclubs. That's got to be. That's a strip club. Tigerland. Tiger can we can we look this up? I guarantee Tigerland. Tigerland. Much like hey, it must be going around uh, strip clubs because wasn't uh, Cruz and Chubby's and yeah, the Dells I was, I was all over that plastered? For, I was going to save that for news of the weird, but no. yeah, yeah, we can use it now. Yeah, yeah Cruz and Chubby's. <laughs> Throw it on. Let's uh, let's do news of the weird. Cruz and Chubby's. Yeah. <laughs> Cruise, well, isn't even weird anymore? It's like that contact tracing, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, Cruise and Chubby's big, big, big outbreak. When, and a big outbreak, what, they said like two people tested positive for it or something like that? <laughs> hey, in the Dells, it probably outbreak. is huge when it's not in season. <laughs> Honey, um, it says here there was a cruising, uh, an outbreak of COVID-19 at Cruise and Chubby's. I remember you were out on Saturday night and weren't quite telling me where you were and you're a little under the weather today i was at the showboat i swear i, got I, sw- I swear baby no I, I swear baby i was I, I wasn't there i wasn't at cruising chubbies i swear no i was at the showboat well you're sick and fine i'll come clean i was at the right, wisconsin I dolls I, at, I went to the wisconsin dolls they're clean but i had my face mask on i swear i promise i thought there was no touching at the strip club yeah, it was a drive through yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I was gonna look up Tigerland for LSU, but they say yeah, LSU Tigerland near the school's campus. And on Friday, the Louisiana, uh, the Louisiana Department of Health said that at least a hundred people who visited Tigerland recently have tested positive for the virus. How many? Uh, at least a hundred people who visited Tigerland. How about we stay away from Tigerland? That sounds enticing. Uh, LSU, they begin voluntary workouts on June 9th. Upticks in coronavirus cases among college football players as they return to campus have been commonplace throughout the country, as in Kansas State, Houston, which we were talking about, have already suspended workouts. So maybe we got Tigerland. I'm going to say there's probably Maybe worse. they flew up a couple strippers from Tigerland <laughs> to Cruz and Chubby's. I'm going to say. How many Tigerland bars are there? Because it says some Tigerland bars to temporarily close after staff and patrons. It's a, a stretch it's of a chain. It's a stretch of nightclubs called Tigerland. I think the area is called Tigerland. There's all kinds of different bars in that oh, area. Oh, okay. Like yeah, it just it's like their party zone. Let's be real. Tigerland. COVID nineteen is probably not the worst virus you could catch in a Tigerland <laughs> or a Cruising Chubby's. 
<laughs> definitely, definitely not the worst virus you'd catch at Cruising Chubbies is oh. COVID nineteen. Looks like it's like a Tigerlands is street. Yeah, so, so it's area. like it's kind of like a if you go to State Street. Turns out it we've had it all along. It's just blocked off. Penicillin can cure a lot of things from Cruising Chubbies and maybe the Tigerland area. Maybe it also can cure COVID nineteen. Have we tried penicillin yet? I know it cures up some other things. By the way, Cruising Chubbies, is Ooh, that the... Right off of Jim Taylor Drive. Is Cruising Chubbies the greatest or worst strip club name ever? Um, Cruising I, Chubbies. Yeah, I don't is know. It, is it the best or the worst? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, if you think about it, 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 I get different images. Yeah. It's creative. It, 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 it makes you think. It does make you think. Who's the one doing the cruising? Yeah, because when you think about Chubbies... I'm not thinking the strippers. No. I'm th- maybe well, maybe, maybe a different kind of stripper. Maybe they're chubby hey. strippers. Yeah, maybe. little plan words. I know some people that like to go there for that. Nelson, who's your favorite quarterback of all time? NFL, Brett Favre. Same. Brett goddamn Favre. That is my dude. Brett Lorenzo Favre. How about this? Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers needs... 14,710 passing yards to pass Brent Favre. I'm sorry, Brett Favre is the team's all-time leading passer. Since taking over as the starter in 2008, Rodgers has averaged 4,287 yards per 16 games. If that pace holds, he needs roughly three and a half years to pass Favre. Do you think, Nelson, that Aaron Rodgers will do so? We got football. Well... If we listen to the timetable that a lot of uh, experts and analysts have put out there with the drafting of Jordan Love and them kind of shooing Rodgers out the door in the next two to three years, I'm going to say no. Does it wrong, is it wrong for me to say this? I don't want Aaron Rodgers to break Brett Favre's record. I don't know if it would be wrong. It would be surprising. We love Brett Favre. I don't want Rodgers to break Favre's record. We're from Wisconsin, Arizona. How about this? California. The team's passing touchdown record is reachable for Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre has thrown 442. Rodgers has 364. Needs 79 touchdowns to pass him. You think he's going to do it? In 80. What has he been averaging? About probably close to 30. 364 so, touchdowns. So that's that's probably about three seasons too. Rogers' pace for yardage, passing yardage, needs about three and a half years. So yeah, about th- three years for tutties. So he needs about three years for the touchdowns and three and a half for the yards. Man, he might get the touchdowns. It all comes down to Jordan Love, right? If he is the heir. Let's parent, go, Jay Love. Big preseason, baby. Man, I don't know. Come on, Jordan Love. Let's go, Jay Love. If they stick to that timetable, Rodgers, it looks like, will be out the door if Jordan Love is a top-half quarterback in three years. We need Jay Love, the heir, the next heir apparent. Do you really care about records, though? I just want to see a Super Bowl. Do I really care about records at the end of the day? No, not really. But in a time where we have literally nothing to talk about, I guess I'll pretend to. But on, no, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be, I'm always honest with you. But I'll be like so, 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 so honest here. 
I don't want Rodgers to break Brett Favre's record. I want that to stand at the end of time. Brett Favre, at the end of the day, so you're hoping for supreme. You're hoping for a Super Bowl in the next two to three years. Yeah, I want a Super Bowl, obviously. I don't care if Rodgers wins more Super Bowls than Favre. He ain't going to win more MVPs than Favre. I mean, Favre did three MVPs in a row. That's sick. I like this song, too. You ever heard anyone make a song for Aaron Rodgers like this? I haven't. Not publicly. Who knows what Lil' Kev did. (laughs) So, yeah, Rodgers needs three and a half years. On the pace that he's on, in three and a half years, roughly three and a half years, he would beat Brett Favre's passing yards. One thing that Rodgers will never beat Favre on, besides drinking beer, is the interception record. It's not even reachable. Far through 286 interceptions, Rodgers right now is 84. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be touched. It's untouchable. I'm talking about Brett. That will be a record that probably stands forever. Yeah. I'm talking about Brett goddamn Favre, Charlie. What do you think about that? They better not goddamn break that record. He's God, how many, how many heart attacks did we have his fourth quarter comeback? <laughs> well, I call oh him the heart, the heart attack kid. The cardiac, oh the cardiac kid, Charlie. Mikowski was kind of the same way. Lenny and Bonnie got mad at him. He always called some of his own plays. I wonder if Brett Bauer does that. Oh, Mikowski's uh, not even qualified to hold no, no, a jock. One time wonder. And that, I'm, he made his millions. And that, uh, Brett Bauer, I, I cried when he went to Minnesota. I or, cried. Uh, Charlie, actually, I cried every time he retired. Actually, uh, for the Jets, yeah. Uh, you went to the Jets first. Every time and ESPN would break into breaking news that Favre was going to retire again, I cried thirty. I cried every oh, time. I cried God, thirty times he retired, it's, Charlie. It's too bad. And, and I uh, cried when he went to the Jets, and I cried even more when he went to the Vikings. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. But one good thing about bowling, like I'm trying to, I plan to make the senior tour when I'm sixty. You're, you're going to do it, dude. You're, if anyone's going to do it, so. it's going to be you. And I, I was just looking up. Uh, I watched bowling the other day. It looks like Rhino is the bowling ball huh? for the century. Uh, Rhino bowling ball seems to be kind of hot. These rhinos. Yeah, and um, I, I, it's not like Perfect. I, I love the sport. I live for bowling. It's one nice thing. You, Wait, hang on. You, you, you don't, heart, Charlie. You don't <laughs> love the sport, but you live for it. No, I love, I love the sport. Sorry, oh, okay. I must you love my, yeah. my new iPhone. I'm, no, I think uh, it's a couple beers you had. <laughs> I just got one in me. I haven't had one yet. <laughs> Drink it over so much. So, so, uh, I'm totally uh, tober, Charlie. I don't care. Yeah, Give me a beer. I, Let's go. I got one on me now. And I, What's you, uh, you, you packing that thing on you, Charlie? What do you got, Ice yeah, House? Yeah, yeah, I got 16 ounces of Ice House cans. You know I got and, that, that MRF or thing on me, Charlie. Yeah, man. And that Scott guy that calls in. Yeah, Scotty? I think it's great. Yeah, the trivia guy. He drinks Goldfrotter. Oh, I, I never asked said, him about it, did I? My, my, he said that over the year once uh, a couple of days ago. and that's why I used to drink Goldfrotter back like, in the day, Charlie. My my roommate used to drink that. He, he not ordering my. Oh, how do you stand that stuff? <laughs> that, that, that's, Charlie, that's you hard. are a legend. I don't care what anyone says. Hey Charlie, uh, you want to know? Want to know? Hey, hey, hey! I don't hey, care what hey. Nelson says about you, and I'm, I'm glad he's back on the job. Yeah, we. Hey, that prayer you had for Nelson on Tuesday, it did the job. Yeah, that that's one thing nice about radio. You, you yeah, don't you're... have to look good. I'm like, what are you trying to say? Nelson doesn't look good. 
No, no, I was just saying in, in general. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, it's terrible looking. Yeah. And, you met us, uh, Charlie. You know I'm yeah. very handsome. Hey, I, I, hey, Charlie, I, let me touch and hold real quick. I, welcome to the show. Who do I got? Hey, this is Nate. Oh, damn. I was, hey, what's up, Nate? How you doing, brother? Hey, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm with you guys 100% on Brett Favre just being the man all day long. Yes, indeed. And until, and until Rogers gets to another Super Bowl or gets three MVPs, I don't want to hear nothing about it. Dude. I don't, I'm sorry, but I want Brett Favre's records to stand to the end of time. Is that is that wrong no, with me? Is that wrong to, with me? Nothing to be sorry about. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah, carry what on, my friend. I love it, Nate. Here. Let's do it. Brett Favre. <laughs> if you listen, Nate, let me ask you, bro. If you wanted to have a beer with someone, who's it going to be? Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? Well, Brett Favre. What the hell? Did you see that punk Rodgers trying to chug a beer at the box game? It was Come it on, was man. embarrassing. You- you can't follow a guy like that. No, I mean this is well, a guy that thinks he's all Wisconsin. Him. If you are, if you are truly a Wisconsinite like Rogers, like to think, yeah, he's a minority arm for the Bucks. But you need to be drinking and chugging a beer and eating a brat, not some vegan ass stuff and sipping on this little pinky up kind of beer snob stuff. Come yeah, on, Nate. Yeah. You know, and then you got Ryan Braun too, similar kind of guy. You know, who do you got? Ryan Braun, Prince Fielder. I'd go. I think I'm going. I don't know because Prince Fielder went vegan. I don't know what to do with myself now. Ah, that's okay. He's still huge. In this <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think he came back to meet. So I go Prince Fielder. What about you, Nell? Fielder See, or Braun? I, at the time, I was a Braun guy, but then you fast forward a few years later, and then you have the the positive tests and all that, and I've kind of backed off of Ryan Braun. Nate, would you have a beer of Charlie though? The guy that's on before you. No, he's that's that must be a no. Nate's like, I'm out of here, bro. I said my piece. Far of all day. I mean, if I want a shot of wheatgrass, sure, I'll hang out with Rogers. If I want to be sober and puke, sure, I'll hang out with Rogers. If I want to party, I'm hanging out with goddamn Brett Favre. Come on, Mel. Oh, there Weren't there some old uh, videos and footage of Favre at a bar singing oh. uh, two live crew? Oh, pop that pee. Hey, pop that, that kind of Didn't that just surface within the last year or two? It rhymes with wussy. Uh Ah, I should find that video. They're doing like a booty shaking contest in the early 90s. And Brett Favre is just like lit up. They're all chugging Miller Lite. It was obviously recorded on one of those gigantic like over-the-shoulder cameras. Camcorders with a VHS tape. You still had to do your tracking on your VCR to get it in right. I'll find them. Maybe we'll tweet it out. And Brett Favre, they're doing a butt shaking contest with women that like Think think middle think early nineties, a lot of hairspray, big hair, big Levi jeans. Not much ass going around for much of them, but it's a butt shaking contest and those and the Brett Favre is on the mic hammered, screaming out two lives crews, pop that pee. It rhymes with wussy. It's incredible. Never would happen again today. If you happen today, you would probably be you'd be cancelled. <laughs> you would be cancelled. I think a lot of things Brett Favre and uh, some of those guys did back then, if it got out on social media, you'd be canceled. Yeah. Thank God there's no social media when Brett Favre was around. Otherwise, we couldn't be talking about the legend. All right, so I'm just cruising around Bleacher Report, you know, surfing the World Wide Web. They say, what a successful 2020 season would look like for every team in the NFL. Nelson, let Just me to in. have a season would be successful. Right? I, I was going to say that, like, let's focus on having a season first because that would be a big success. Uh, here you go. Green Bay Packers. This, this is a giant no-brainer for you, and like a well, duh. They This would be a success for the Packers, they say, at Bleacher Report. A Super Bowl appearance. 
Well, no crap. I think you could put that down for every single team. And redemption for Aaron Rodgers. They say it's shameful that the highest-rated passer in NFL history with the Packers haven't hasn't even appeared in a Super Bowl since they won the Lombardi Trophy in 2010. Considering Rodgers will turn 37 this season, anything short of another Super Bowl berth would be disappointing for the Packers and their fans. No schnike. No crap. I can't say what I want to say. Uh, they say that's tough because Rodgers hasn't been at his best since 2016 and has limited support. On paper, the Packers are no better than at least a handful of NFC foes, and yet a lot of their fans might be dissatisfied with anything that doesn't involve a ring. Well, no, duh. Finally, the last paragraph, they say, still considering the state of an offense that contains just one clear-cut starting wide receiver in Devontae Adams, the decline of Rodgers and the fierce competition in the NFC, a conference title would mean a lot. No crap. When you when you read this, Nelson, that a Green Bay Packers Super Bowl appearance would be a success for the Packers, besides rolling your eyes, do you think that they can do it? Do you think the Packers, sitting at 13-3 and last year and being in an NFC championship game, could do one better and make it to the Super Bowl? I mean, that's pretty tough when your expectation is Super Bowl or bust, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're obviously going to be the only NFC team in the Super Bowl. Yep, you'd be the last one, or the only one. So you'd have to be the best team in the NFC. Yep, better than the Niners. And we've already talked about you have probably a handful of teams, which they mentioned that article, that are, if not better than the Packers, as good as the Packers are right now. Let's see, I'll give you the rest of the NFC North. You keep talking. You... No one felt confident about last season, even though they went 13-3, and but they kept winning. Like, it wasn't pretty, right? It was not pretty. Nothing was pretty at all. You kept... Just win. Everyone kept wondering, when will the wheels fall off? Yep. Well, obviously, it happened against San Francisco in that NFC Championship game. Yep. But it was nothing nothing that you would brag about. It was just another win... Every well, game was kind of like, how did we you win nit- that Yeah, game? you nitpicked every single little thing because you were wondering how the hell they kept winning. But they just they found a way. Don't know how, but they did it. And then you look at what they've done in the offseason, who they've lost, who they've signed. You look at their draft, and then you go, man, this roster really hasn't gotten any better. Yeah. And you wonder, Not for this year. And you wonder how you can say – this roster hasn't really gotten any better, and how are they going to get past the NFC Championship game to a Super Bowl? Because the Niners, they lost some people, but my God, did they restock in the draft of who they lost. It, if the Packers were to, say, make it to the Super Bowl, how would they do that from the roster they currently have? It would be Aaron Rodgers throwing to Devontae Adams like 40 times a game. And, Aaron Rodgers. And, willing, and Aaron Jones finding a way to do it. Aaron Rodgers would have to find peak Aaron Rodgers again, right? Yeah. I think that's the only way. Yep. Do you see that since he hasn't been peak Aaron Rodgers since that 2016-17 season where they defeated the Dallas Cowboys? Outside of a couple flashes here and there, you've only seen a steady decline, I guess, in Rodgers. Yeah, you want to grab that for me? I just want to make sure it's not a certain individual named Chuck. All right, 608-321-1670, Twitter, Zone, Madison, Twitch as well. Search my name, Ebo Says. Hit that follow button, and you can uh, watch and listen to the whole show. Or uh, go to madcitysportsland.com as well, and you can stream it right there. So what they say for the Chicago Bears. Now, here's a funny one. The Chicago Bears, what a successful season would look like for them. Just get a playoff victory and clarity at 
quarterback. Again, for the Chicago Bears, a playoff victory and clarity at quarterback. I would say, how about this? I'd flip them. It would be clarity at quarterback and then potentially a playoff victory. Because I think, Nelson, to get a playoff victory, you would need clarity at quarterback first to, I don't know, qualify for the playoffs. Yeah, that defense is still really good, but obviously they have a huge hole at quarterback. Right here, uh, Chicago Bears edge rusher Khalil Mack, the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. The Bears simply cannot go three consecutive seasons without a playoff win in the Mack era, which means another early exit won't appease fans. I think here's what's not going to appease fans. Mitch Trubisky trotting out week one. I don't think that's going to appease any of your fan base in there in uh Hey, I think it appeases some Bear fans. Don't you have a, a Bear fan friend that brags about uh, Who, he was a pro bowler? Yeah, Polizzi bragged that he's a pro bowler. The dude was he's like, got, does, isn't it the, the quote is he's got potential? We need one more season, then we got to give up on him. Well, no crap. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. <laughs> So, Pace and Nagy, they need Trubisky to succeed. I say week six. That's when Nick Foles will be your starter. Now, my brother, my youngest brother, also a Bears fan. Just pains me. Makes me sick to my stomach sometimes to know that my youngest brother, my own blood, is a Bears fan. Disgusting. But he says, I look at Nick Foles and I look at Aaron Rodgers, and I really don't see a difference. Oof, then he is blind. And here's his argument. They both have a Super Bowl victory. Well, you got me there, I guess. But other than that, Nick, I think you uh, might be touched in the head a little bit. All right, so the Minnesota Vikings, here's what a successful season is for them, according to Bleacher Report. A trip to the NFC title game. The Vikings are a veteran team loaded with explosive talent and expensive talent, and this is year three of their $33 million per year quarterback, Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? I like how you choke. I see, even without Stephon Diggs, Everson Griffin, and several key defensive players from 2019, there's no way the Vikings can settle for a divisional playoff loss for a second consecutive year. Cousins coming off the best year of his career and still has plenty of support on both sides of the ball. Delvin Cook and Adam Thielen are established stars. Uh, Hunter, Barr, and Harrison Smith have similar qualifications on defense. Thus, the goal has to be a Super Bowl run in Minnesota. But a trip to the NFC Championship game would at least indicate progress. That is the bare minimum. Do you see the Vikings reaching an NFC Championship game, Nelson, as Kirk Yeah, I think that, that has to be their goal, right? Win the NFC North and a deep playoff run. Like That has to be for the roster constructed with, with what the rest of the NFC North looks like. Yeah. That has to be Minnesota's goal. They should be the, the favorite to win the, the division. And then for a team that you said don't sleep on, but as in probably the Vegas over-under, I don't know if you're talking about don't sleep on them. Yeah, I'm not not saying the Lions are going to win like 12 games, so don't get me wrong on that. They say for the Lions, their successful season would be just a return to the postseason. Yeah, that's a successful season. Win 9, 10 games. Yeah. The, they say That's the, kind of what I was thinking when I said that. Yeah, the Lions were in contention before quarterback Matt Stafford was shut down midway through 2019 with a back injury, which is a shame considering how well the veteran has performed. At that point last year before he got hurt with the back, Stafford ranked on the top five in rating, passing touchdowns, and yards per attempt. Now the 32-year-old is healthy, and he has more support with additions like DeAndre Swift, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Hala Palavati Vyatai. I can't even pronounce it. Do you know how to say it? I'd have to see it. <laughs> yeah, good luck. 
Uh, so he's got some additions right there. And don't forget Quintez Cephas. So the Lions had a winning record from 2011 to 2017 before they replaced Jim Caldwell with Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia is a douche who likely can't afford a third consecutive non-playoff campaign to keep the band together and satisfy most fans. These Lions will have to at least earn a playoff spot since 2016. Some might even need a postseason win before they crack a smile. Let's take some baby steps here. The Lions just need to get to the postseason, right, Nelly, for a success? Yeah, and if they win 10 games, they should be there. Yeah, you got to crawl before you ball right there. All right, Nell, so I guess the Packers have the loftiest, biggest goals here. Then it's the Vikings, then the Bears. See, I just – do you think that the Packers just get those lofty goals because they're the Packers, because of their history, because of the – you know, the shine around the name Packers. Yep. And they got Aaron Rodgers. Because I think on paper, and I've thought this the last couple of years, the Vikings are better than them. And I think going into last year, on you, paper, could, yeah. you could clearly say that Mike Zimmer was a better coach than Matt LaFleur. Well, Matt LaFleur I mean, 13 was, and 3. Matt LaFleur was an unknown last year. Mike Zimmer was a solid veteran coach. Yeah. 13 and 3, though. I mean, NFC Championship game, you don't. I know they had a lot of luck, but also there's some skill involved of winning 13, like, going 13 wins. What would you say if Rodgers turns around, has a good season, but some of those other guys take step back and Matt LaFleur is, is kind of shown to not be the greatest coach? And you they mean go like, LaFraud? They go like 9-7. and seven. What are you thinking? And this is after Rodgers has a good year. Well, then it's a sophomore slump. But Rodgers has a good year? Man. I don't know. Or what if Rodgers just has an absolute terrible year and they go seven and nine? Well, what's and the more offense likely? looks like trash. What's more likely? The Rodgers has a down year and they go seven and nine. I think if you follow history, the last three and, years, and Rodgers has a phenomenal year and they go nine and seven. Follow how it's been the last few years, you'd say probably a bad year. We were talking a little bit about the NFL, specifically the NFC North on what a successful season would be. And they broke it down simply that the Packers had to reach the Super Bowl, which we've been saying that every year since 2010. The Packers need to reach the Super Bowl. The Vikings need to reach an NFC title game. The Bears need to figure out their quarterback play and get a playoff victory. And the Lions just need to what? Get to the playoffs. That's been probably I think the exact same story script that's been... <laughs> publicized from sports writers at the beginning of the year about the NFC North for probably the last five years. All right, so then I saw this. I was doing a little surf. I love to surf the World Wide Web. I was surfing some more on the World Wide Web. I don't think the kids call it that anymore. I'm bringing it back. I was surfing the World Wide Web. And what was the thing about the Chicago Bears? It says they need to solve their quarterback controversy and then you know win a playoff game. Okay, well, let's look at the Bears quarterbacks. What do you think about Mitch Trubisky? I think he stinks. What do you think about him? What do I think about yeah, Mitch what do you think Trubisky? About Mitch Trubisky? I think he stinks. I think he's terribly inaccurate. <laughs> could you just say just terrible? Just cut off the rest of that? Just terrible? I mean, he could move a little bit outside of the pocket, but that's only going to last so long. He's going to obviously continue to get older and older. The legs are going to go. It's going to come down to how well can he throw the football, and he has not been very accurate. Just look at, well, one, look at his completion percentages, and two, Look at the games when he's played the Packers. Yes. He's missed wide open guys. Well, my wife just texted me, Nelson, and she says, I'm glad to hear Nelly is back. And then she is, must be watching on Twitch because she says, looks like you're all healed up. 
You getting those uh, those uh, things pulled out? Those plugs pulled out tomorrow? I still got the stuff in my nose. <laughs> Makes me sound congested. Can you smell anything? Nah, not really. That's good because I've been just ripping farts today. So I'm lucky you. I don't know what I think. I just ate too much yesterday, Nels. All right. So looking at uh, this article here. So Jen Jen gives her best to you. So looking at this article here. The headline is why the Chicago Bears have failed in solving their internal quarterback quandary. The central storyline for the 2020 Bears revolves around the same question that has haunted the franchise since Hall of Famer Sid Luckman retired 70 years ago. Can the Bears finally stabilize the quarterback position? (laughs) 70 years ago. So according to ESPN.com's own quarterback index, the Bears have ranked... All right, this this is the entire Super Bowl era in terms of quarterback production. It's a 100-point scale. Where do you think the Bears are ranked in the NFL in terms of quarterback production for just the Super Bowl era? Well, since you put it like that, I'm going to guess last. That is That is correct. Correctamundo. The Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl era have ranked dead effing last in that amount of time, a 100-point scale. They are 48.3. They're not even good enough to get an F. So what's second to last? Does it have it listed on there? Yeah, well, let me get to that first. Let me, let me just get this first. <laughs> During the time the Bears have started, a t- get, take a stab of how many how many quarterbacks the Bears have started in the Super Man, Bowl since era. since the Super Bowl? Dude, that's like 60 years. Um I'm going to go with 48. So close. 50. The Bears have started 50 quarterbacks in the span of the Super Bowl era, and their production gives them dead last. 48.3 out of 100. (laughs) The highest. All right. All right. Let's see how good you are because you've been pretty close now, so you've been getting to these questions. The highest NFL passer rating for a Chicago quarterback over the span of a minimum of five appearances belongs to who? Who would you guess? Man, over five appearances? A minimum of five appearances. I'm going to go with like some like random name like Chad Haney or Henny. Uh, not Chad Haney. Uh, Caleb Haney. You're close with a random name. Josh McCowan. Yeah, Josh McCowan. Who played in just 11 games for the Bears from 2011 to 2013. The lowest-rated passer during that time, Henry Burris, who appeared in six games for the Bears in 2002, starting only once, and he posted a 28.2 quarterback or a passer rating. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, they went to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. I, I would say on that they, defense, but yeah, Sexy Rexy. Well, Kyle well he Orton, was the Kyle, quarterback. Kyle Orton was there for a while, too, because Sexy Rexy was hurt. Uh, Neckbeard. They made it to an NFC Championship game with Jay Cutler. Yep. And Cuddy eventually rode on the bike. So here you go. I mean, Chicago Bear fans, do you remember when they first got Cutler? They loved him. Oh, that my first, God, yeah. Like, Cuddy does Those it. first few years, I'm a Cuddy. Cutler, Cutler was the man. I'm a Cuddy buddy. Then they just crapped on him. Oh, relentlessly. I'm a Cuddy buddy. I like me some Cuddy. I know you like... Nelson, I know you like Cuddy too. It's not that I like Cutler; it's that it's okay to I like. I think Cuddy. he was a much better player than what what a lot of Packer fans, one Packer fans say because they think all he does is throw picks and help the Packers win. Two Bears fans because they think he's the worst quarterback ever. 
when that's simply not true. So um, I kind of feel bad for him because he's actually a good quarterback that just got shat on so much. <laughs> so it's okay to admit if you're a Cuddy buddy or not. Were you a Cuddy buddy? Uh, at the time, no. Looking back, hindsight 2020, uh, I respect how good of a quarterback he was. Yeah. I have a shirt, you know, the Run DMC logo. It's Run DMC. You've seen the logo, right? Yeah, I know what the Mine, mine says my buddy Polizzi gave it to me, who's a Bears fan, because he knows I'm a Cuddy buddy. He gave it to me. says, in the Run DMC logo, it says J. Cut. And on the back, it's got the six, and it says Cutler. I've never, this only Chicago Bears, it's the only non-Packer football thing I own. Well, going back to that article, yeah, who was want- the second? Like, who was the second worst team, and where did they come in? Because you said the Bears were worse, and they're like 48% or whatever it was. Yes. All right, here's the second. This would be Well, take a guess. Who would be second worst? Cleveland. 31st comes in as Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, really? Their best quarterback was old Dougie Fresh, Doug Williams. He led the Tampa Tampa Bay to the postseason three times in a four-year stretch including an NFC Championship game in 1979. Their worst? Oh, you're going to do my guy dirty like this? Their worst quarterback production they had Steve Young. <laughs> For the Buccaneers. Uh, then they say, remember Jeff Garcia, and now they're hoping, obviously, Dude, that Dude, Jeff Brady... Garcia, he was, like, low-key good for the Niners and for yeah, the Bucs. Yeah, Uh Jeff and Garcia. And I'm pretty sure he married, like, a Playboy model. The last Buccaneers quarterback to start a playoff game was Jeff Garcia. 2007 wildcard round against the Giants. Garcia went to... Uh, they had, what, Brad Johnson? 14-10 and 10 as Tampa Bay started. Brad Johnson was a QB when they won the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. All right, you want to go 30th? There's your Cleveland Browns. But uh, what was what was their percentage? What was their number? Uh, I'm looking here. So they broke it down with the Bears. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to do a little digging. And Just because I'm that. wondering if the Bears are, like, dead last. No, they are dead last. They're, like, they're 48 point out of 100 the, points. I'm looking for They don't give the. Like, I was hoping, like, Tampa Bay, since you said they were second to last, would be, like, 58 or something like that, where they were, like, dead last. Yeah, I'll keep looking. But they don't really. They're not giving me that. I just need to. I need some to kill some time and find it here. All right, I'll give you a thirtieth. There's your Cleveland Browns. Their best quarterback, Bernie Kosar, and their worst quarterback is Tim Couch. I mean, I feel like if you want to find the worst quarterback for the Browns, pick a name out of the hat. Oh yeah, and you'll yeah you'll find one. So the Bears have started fifty quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era. The Cleveland Browns have started thirty different quarterbacks since returning to the NFL in 1999. I was going to say, I feel like you could name 30 just from 2000. Yeah, from 99, the Browns have done 30. Yikes. And then they say Baker Mayfield this season is supposed to have 25 tutties, 15 interceptions, 3,600 yards, and 236 fantasy points if we have a season. The Cardinals come in at 29th for quarterback production. The Ravens, 28th. You got the Buffalo Bills at 27. Jets, 26th. Lot, all right, we'll just do NFC North. Lions are 25. Matt Stafford, where do you think Matt Stafford falls? Their best. You would be correct. And their <laughs> where worst, else would he fall? Their worst is uh, Andre Ware. And then they say, remember Matt Castle? Do you remember Joey Harrington? <laughs> Joey Harrington. Hey, he made the cover of NCAA football. He did. People forget. And then he was a... a people forget. All right, so scroll up on the list here. My God, look at this helmet for Sonny Jurgensen. Oh, my God, it's incredible. All right, so all right, the Minnesota Vikings are 15th. They say Fran Tarkenton is their best. That's an easy choice. And their worst quarterback, (laughs) 
take a guess who the worst quarterback was for uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Tavares Jackson. Actually, is Christian Ponder. That was going to be my second guess. <laughs> uh, they say, did you know the Vikings have never had much uh, continuity at quarterback play? They've had 19 different starting quarterbacks in the postseason in the Super Bowl era, seven more than any other team, and they've had a different starting signal caller in each of the past seven times they reached the playoffs. Top three Viking quarterbacks, Tarkington, Cunningham, Culpepper. What about Archie Manning in his final two seasons? Um, yeah, Culpepper. Yeah, I'd go with that list. That'd be my three. Yeah, I do agree with you on that one. What about they call me Mr. Glass, Sam Bradford? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's so many teams that try so hard to get their quarterback. Uh, and then finally, I mean. If already- Sam Bradford could have stayed healthy, he could have been a pretty good quarterback. The dude got hurt all the time. Yeah, because he was made of he was a his bones, he was a Heisman winning quarterback. His bones were made of glass. Nelson, they they made a movie about it. It was called Unbreakable. With it was by M Night Shyamalan, and it was Bruce Willis as the guy who was unbreakable, and his nemesis, Mister Glass, was actually pay, played by Sam Bradford, not Samuel L. Jackson. I don't know if you knew that or not. So there you go, the Packers. And where do you think the Packers fall in for quarterback play? Who, I mean, outside of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, it's pretty lean from 1990 to 1970. So I'm going to go with, like, 15th. Well, the Vikings are 15th. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go with (laughs) just out of the Vikings then, 14th. The Packers, according to the quarterback index, the Packers are number two in the NFL. They say best quarterback right here, Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't get much better than the trio of Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Rodgers, but the Packers are the only franchise in league history to have three quarterbacks win an NFL MVP, plus start and win a Super Bowl. Rodgers gets the edge as Green Bay's best signal caller. He has the highest touchdown-to-interception ratio uh, in NFL history and could throw a pick on 151 straight passes and still have a better mark than Favre in his Packers career. Star is out of these rankings because most of his career was before the Super Bowl era. And uh, there you go. And they say despite, was it Jerry Tadji? Uh, am I saying his name right? I don't know. That's their worst quarterback. Green Bay isn't. Have they? Did they see Seneca Wallace play? Well, he only started half of a game. Well, not even. I think it was a play. <laughs> it's one it was half like more one drive. than he should have played. Seneca Wallace started a drive. Have they? See, did they see Deshaun Kaiser? <laughs> Oof. That's Goody wanted him bad too. Did you know that? Yeah, he made a trade for him. Yikes, Goody, Goody. Let's hope uh, his eye for quarterback that uh, his selection for yeah, Sean better Kaiser. Better hope Jordan Love doesn't make Ooh, that list. Let's as hope, worst. Let's hope Goody did what uh, Jameis Winston got some LASIK eye surgery. Uh, Green Bay isn't first in the rankings because of its bad quarterback play in the 20 seasons between Star and Favre eras. Uh, the run started, uh, let's see, with Taji, their heir apparent to Star. He had just three touchdowns and 17 interceptions in his career after getting drafted 11th overall in 1972. They say, remember Jim McMahon? McMahon won a Super Bowl in 85 with the Bears, but he finished with his career uh, with the rival the Packers throwing five passes from 94 to 95. And then they'll give you a little did you know about the Packers. Did you know that the Packers have have had either Favre or Rodgers for every season since 1992? According to the Elias Sports Bureau research, their 28th straight season starting 
starting a former or future MVP quarterback is the longest in NFL history. Then they say, could Jordan Love, a first-round pick in 2020, continue the streak? So to cap the list, who is number one? Yes. No, I'm asking you. I said guess. For teams? Yeah, who is number one? I'm going to go with, like, it's going to be a historically good team like the Steelers. Number one, according to the ESPN quarterback index, the New England Patriots. Really? Yeah. Best quarterback, obviously Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe. They say, is one quarterback enough for a franchise to top these rankings? Not exactly. Thanks to Tom Brady's combination of uh, 20 seasons in production, he's second all-time in passing yards and touchdowns, He's essentially two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in one. Brady added nearly as much approximate value in his New England career as Joe Montana and Steve Young combined for the 49ers. Okay, rip up that list. The Patriots also got significant production from Drew Bledsoe and Steve Grogan to help them top the list. If you're going to say Tom Brady counts as two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, I don't. By that reasoning, how would the Packers not be ahead of the Patriots then? You <laughs> got Tom has more yeah, Super Bowls. You got thirty years between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. You got twenty from Tom Brady. But the Super Bowls. Yeah, it's kind of interesting there. I think this is one big Tom Brady just suck off. That's what uh, ESPN started to do though. If it's not LeBron James, it's Tom Brady. Then they say, remember Doug Flutie. Although Flutie didn't start a game for the Patriots in 05, the final season of his career, the 43-year-old did convert the first successful drop drop kick kick in pro football history since 1941. I remember that. But how do you count that as a quarterback that never even started? Now, Nelly, who are you a big fan of of the Patriots? (laughs) They're expecting big things from Jarrett Stidham. Did you know? Here you go. They say, did you know that Jarrett Stidham a fourth-round pick in 2019 will continue the Patriots' reliance on homegrown quarterbacks if he takes the reins from Brady in 2020. According to Elias Sports Bureau research, their past 423 games have been started by a quarterback they drafted. Easily the longest streak in have the Super ever, Bowl era. Have you ever went through like an article where you might be interested by like the title? And then it and just then you sucks. get through it and you go, wow, this journalist, whoever wrote it, they're an idiot. Yeah, are you saying this is what happened to you in this one? Yeah, with the Patriots being number one. Go uh, go look up Doug Clawson. He wrote it. C-L-W, or C-L-A-W-S-O-N. Doug Clawson. Like, I don't get how over the reasonings he listed for the Patriots being number one with Tom Brady counting as two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, how he could still list them over the Packers with the qualifications he listed. He counts as two Hall of Famers, but he's one man. Yeah, I mean, for how smart some of these big Jays journalists think they are, they're pretty stupid. (laughs) You ain't lying, bro.